I'm trying to get a fence installed right now. And this fencing company that I'm looking at is intense. Their website starts out with, The bitterness of poor quality lives long after the cheap price is forgotten. That sounds like a threat. Or just the worst fortune cookie. Actually, I haven't seen a good fortune cookie in a long time. Because somewhere along the line, fortune cookies just stopped having fortunes and started giving you general life advice. When I was a kid, I used to get fortunes like, Wealth and prosperity shall soon find you. It was encouraging. Now it's all invest wisely in your 401k and retirement will be just around the corner. Our lives are universally so messed up now that we need practical life advice from a cookie. But anyway, the thing about fences is that they're one of those things where you have no idea how much they cost, you just don't know. When you do repairs and renovations, you find out really fast that these things don't have any actual intrinsic value. It's all made up. Fences are quoted at anywhere from $2,000 to $5,000 for the same job and with the same materials. Why? No one knows. Do you know how much an external AC condenser costs? Like $8,000. Do you know how much a water heater costs? Like $800. One of those sounds really high and one of those sounds really low, but that's just because these aren't things that we usually shop for. The only universal truth that you can take away is that you never, ever, ever go with the lowest bidder. And that's true for anything, like LASIK. I have a real mental block against using a coupon or a discount for laser eye surgery, or any surgery really. I don't want my surgeon thinking to herself, damn it, this is another one of the cheap ones, I'll really phone this one in, she can't afford an attorney. I don't want my laser eye surgeon feeling like I'm ripping him off. I understand they are professionals, and I am more than willing to pay them not only for their skill, but also for not splitting my eyes open with the laser. On the other end of the spectrum, though, I absolutely refuse to pay for anything that I can do personally. If my washing machine is broken, I'm immediately taking it apart, even if I'm not confident about my ability to put it back together. If a door needs to be installed, I'm already renting the tools and I'm installing that door, and I don't always do it perfectly, but I always do it serviceably. And people find that really, really weird. This is absolutely another poverty thing, when you not only can't afford something new, but you also can't afford someone to fix it for you. Because when you're poor, it isn't just about finding and paying for a maintenance person. Can you go a week without your 20-year-old washing machine? That means you need to take a bus to the laundromat. But you work 16 hours a day. So when are you going to do that? And the maintenance person can only come on Monday in a window of 5 a.m. to midnight, which means that you need to take off a shift from both your jobs. As an additional bonus, once you fix something yourself for the rest of your life, you will know how to fix that particular problem. And it will never come up again, but the knowledge will be there, and knowledge is power. So naturally, the first thing I thought to myself was, why don't I build a fence? Because I'm an idiot. But as it turns out, building a fence is actually way more complicated than an idiot like me would think. And it's not just complicated, it's detail-oriented. And as far as my attention to detail goes, there's a reason I think a lot about laser eye surgery. That one was just a non-starter. I don't like that it's 2016 and I still have to fax documents. In order to close escrow, I need to wire money in. And in order to wire money, I have to fax a document asking for that money to be wired. I need to transmit data through a phone line. I find that personally offensive. But the thing that really bothers me is that after I fax in my information, the transfer occurs instantaneously. So tell me, why is it a faxed paper document can transfer a deposit in 30 minutes? Whereas an entirely electronic bank-to-bank -bank transfer takes three to five business days. 
Why is it that I can move $100,000 in the time it takes me to get lunch, but a check for 50 bucks takes a week to clear? But I'm not going to rail against the banking system because everyone hates banks. My father really hated banks, which is why he kept all of his money in a safe under his bed, which worked great until we were robbed. And he lost all of his money because that's why people put their money in banks. I was watching Brewster's Millions the other day, and granted this is a very fictional tale, the banking manager offered him 24% interest. 24% interest! That's an exaggeration, obviously! But I looked up the historical interest rates for certificates of deposit. In 1985, the interest rates were 12.25%. They're 1.25% now. If you had $100,000 in the bank back then, you'd be making $12,250 every year just from your money. You could live a fairly decent lifestyle on $300,000 alone. That was the peak though. That was the 80s. The 80s were when America made so much money that we could never make any money again. We did so many drugs that we could never be allowed to do drugs again. We wore so many bright neon day glow colors that the rest of the world would never take us seriously again. Do you remember color shifting fabric? That had to be the one trend from the 80s that hasn't come back yet. It was that disappointing. Because it was heat activated, so all it really did was reveal the horrible and unpleasant contours of your flesh. And people would come up and stick their hand on you and leave a handprint, and then they would just walk away. They wouldn't even be amused, because they had hoped they would be amused, but they weren't. It was just a transcendent experience of mutual disappointment all around. Alright guys, have a fantastic night. Tune in Monday through Friday at 6 o'clock p.m. Central and follow me on Twitter at jkiloindia.